Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. It is Wednesday, June the 12th, 2019. This is episode 62 of Connecting Dots. Pretty cool, huh? 62 episodes already. Well, today we're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about business things that a lot of people are unwilling, unable, and want to stick their head in the sand and, well, they really don't want to deal about it. So here's what we're going to do. We've got a couple topics, and then today we're beginning our bonus feature for those of you who are listening on Dots.fm. That's Dots.fm. Episode 62 will have a bonus feature at the very end, something I'm pretty passionate about, something I understand a lot about and something we've been talking extensively about here at Fixed Cost Financial. So what do you say with that? We get started. It's Wednesday, June 12th, 2019. Thank you so much for all of the listeners. Listen, we figured out just recently we are already in the top 10% of the listening group. Okay, so they have some statistics about uh, podcasts. In fact, let me get that out of the way right now. Generally speaking, after about 30 days, the average podcast has about 141 downloads. Once you get get to 3,400, you're in the top 10%, 9,000, the top 5%. And then when you get over 50,000, you're in the top 1%. We're not in the 1%. But I would appreciate family, friends, neighbors, relatives, co-workers, if you send a message, talk about it over the water cooler, have a cup of coffee, send an email, go to any social media site. Hey, Karen, I know you listen a lot down there in Wesley Chapel. Kind of promote it among your people if you could. I really do have a ball doing this, and I really do appreciate all of the people who are listening. Again, we're in the top 10% already, kind of hitting that 5% mark, and it's kind of cool. So that comes from a fellow by the name of Robert uh, Walsh. He's the vice president of a podcaster relations at Lisbon, which is what we use here, and is quoted in what's called the School of Podcasting. Um, oh, by the way, a couple other things. Since I've got the introduction here, I might as well just give you a couple quick things. Do you know that 12% of all podcasts only have one episode? And one of the things people, I think, get kind of sick and tired of podcasting is that you listen to something and then it falls completely off the uh, rails. It's just gone. So a month or so ago, I tried doing some meetups. I'm not going to ever do that again. I tried to organize a meetup and I called it Podcasting for Business, News and Fun. And one of the gentlemen who attended said, yeah, you know, he said, I travel a lot. And what's really frustrating, I used to get into a podcast and then all of a sudden it was gone. So one of the things you can count on here is consistency and we'll be podcasting, putting this up on a daily basis. It's, uh, it's a lot of work, but it's a part of what we do here at fixed cost financial. The other thing, 6% don't make it past uh, two episodes. I like that. So 18% of all podcasts, 18%, guess what? One or two episodes, that's it. 50% of all podcasts have less than uh, 14 or fewer episodes. So we're already into a very unique area and it's kind of cool. So again, go to Dots FM if you're listening on one of those common podcast players like, oh, we love, for example, Overcast. Great, great uh, thing. You also have iTunes and everywhere else. Go ahead and uh, go to dots.fm because at the end of our show, we'll have a bonus feature. We're going to talk about electric bikes. We're going to talk about New York City, transportation. It's a cool little thing that we put together. But with that being said, what do you say we get started with today's show? It's Wednesday and it's time for business with Connecting Dots. Flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. Connecting Dots is sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. Break the mold and embrace the difference. So let's begin with a talk about the homelessness in California. 
Now, there is absolutely no doubt that there is a massive problem in California when it comes to homelessness. And in our bonus feature, we're going to talk a little bit about a solution that's going on in addition to our discussion about electric bicycles in New York. But in Los Angeles, San Francisco, it's horrible. Years ago, when I was in San Francisco, I used to tell everybody, oh my God, it is absolutely not the city that I used to love and go to. I had an office in Los Angeles right next to LAX years ago, and um, pretty cool. And I've told this story a few times that the last time I was at that office before, you know, you have to understand the world has changed on us. Technology is absolutely amazing. Quite literally, we do not have desks in a traditional sense here. Every single workstation is a broadcast studio now. It is, I mean, the world has simply changed because, and I'll tell you real quickly, uh, when I was in Tampa yesterday, I had no problems getting down, absolutely no problems going down. It was an easy drive. I mean, it, uh, it, it it was just a really nice, easy drive. Oh. But then when I got down to Malfunction Junction, which is at the uh, 275 and uh, 70 and I-4 there, where they all hook up, that is the dumbest thing on the face of the earth. I got to tell you, whoever created that at the Federal Department of Transportation and the State Department of Transportation, you people need, uh, you need a, your heads examined. So anyways, I get through and heading off, and a lot of times I get down and I'll get off at Ashley Street downtown, but I'm going over to the West Shore area for an appointment. Traffic is just dead stop. Absolutely dead stop. And uh, a guy behind me is not, I'm looking in my rear view mirror and I could see this idiot on the phone and a uh, damn near got rear-ended. Okay. Left left enough room between me and the guy ahead of me and I saw him break in and his eyeballs. I, you could see it. And so I kind of moved forward as much as I could and thank God otherwise I'd gotten hit. There's a point to all this. So I finally get to where uh, I need to get to and, and Tampa's not bad. One of the things you should realize, a lot of you who live in uh, more rural areas, you think, oh, big city Tampa is terrible you can't get around. Well, if you know the city and it's laid out in a grid, you can get off and do anything you want to do. And I almost did. I almost got off at Sly Avenue and cut across. I should have done that. But here's the thing. Not a big deal. Got there in pretty pretty good length of time. Coming back, everything was fine, but we wound up sitting in traffic for about an hour, hour and a half. Just sat back because somebody ran their car going southbound on 75 in the Hernando or Sumter County area. That's between Ocala and Tampa. And uh, the southbound lane, the guy went off the road and hit a tree and a car blew up. And then apparently somebody clipped a, a semi and launched their car and it went in the air flipping and it went over the center divider and rolled through, didn't hit anybody look like, on the northbound lanes. And that thing was just crunch city. Had to be a couple of fatals. So we're just sitting there. Man, I was so close. Man, I was within 30 seconds of getting by that damn thing. So I had a front row view of uh, watching the car explode and uh, watching all the ambulance get there and boy it was just a mess nothing I could do people were already out doing doing their thing and um, you know you can you can look at it and see yeah nobody's going to survive this thing I haven't seen anything on the news yet about it but if anybody did survive God bless them I've I've seen a lot worse and or a lot less worse and a lot more people dead but anyways they had all the ambulances they had the, the extraction crews the whole nine yards right every FHP trooper from God knows where was there and we're sitting there with our fingers twiddling what's the point Paul point is thank God for compression. Thank God for the internet because 99% of the work I get done, I don't have to leave my desk. If you had to run around doing, you know, routine sales like typical advisors, agents, bankers, brokers, and financial planners who do all the hug and mug on you, my God, it would take forever to get anywhere. So the bottom line is, guess what? You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. All you got to do when you have uh, digital is uh, make sure you got an internet connection. And uh, so I don't go to Los Angeles like I used to anymore. I don't go to San Francisco like I used to anymore. I can close down offices. 
offices. In fact, the in the next few months, we're going to be opening up satellite offices all across the nation we anticipate, and there's a way we're going to do it. I'll share that with you. But uh, God, I've seen just, ugh, it's just horrible. And you walk down the road and you would think... <laughs> There was a pile of horse dew in the road because so many people in San Francisco just drop trowel and take a dump on the the sidewalk. So it's just not the place it used to be. You know, just it is what it is. Well, no level of taxes is going to fix this. It's not. And one of the things is going to happen there, businesses are going to suffer. Yeah, I know. Silicon Valley, San Francisco, you know, beautiful people. But mom and pop businesses, which is what I believe in. Okay, I'm a big believer in mom and pop businesses. I believe our nation absolutely should do everything possible to support support small businesses. And of course, I I will tell you right now, there's not a person in office, there's not a president I've ever gotten behind that has ever truly supported small businesses. Not a one. In fact, uh, Donald Trump, this guy, just like Obama, just like Bush before him and Clinton, all they do is carry water for big business. And it it makes sense. I mean, big business has the money to hire lobbyists and, uh, you know, but small businesses, no. You join the Chamber of Commerce, you're just helping big business more than anything else. That's another one of the podcast things we'll talk about. So your small businesses are just dying because you have people living all over the sidewalks. You know, there's been a from 12 to 20% increase in homelessness in Los Angeles. Now think of that. Now here's the numbers and I'm a numbers guy. And so I'll give this to you and kind of, you can figure it out. There's 60,000 people living in Los Angeles alone. We're not talking about San Francisco. We're not talking about Sacramento. We're not talking about Ocala or Tampa or Miami or Orlando. We're talking about just in Los Angeles. 60,000 people are living homeless. What is 60,000 people? 60,000 people is the population of the horse capital of America, which is Ocala, Florida, which is where our office is our headquarters. Okay? I own the Truesdale Professional Building. That's where Fixed Cost Financial is based out of. I have a beautiful office here right in the Ocala International Commerce Park, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from the Ocala International Airport, jump on a plane, get where we want to get to. We don't have commercial traffic here. We do have private planes, and we have horses, and so that's why it's an international airport. Maybe one day somebody will have flight service here, but I won't hold my breath. In one mile, I'm down the street. Boom, I'm on I-75. I can get to anywhere I want to get. If you take a look at the map, look at where we're at. Man, I'm in the heart of Florida. Boom, bang, bing. I'm all over the place. I can get there in a heartbeat. 60,000 people is the population of Ocala. You have the entire population of the city of Ocala homeless living on the streets in Los Angeles. Unfortunately, normally people around here, if they find our podcast, because you know, generally speaking, this is going to be a little mean, people locally have no respect for for what you do. It's people from a distance that go, yeah, that's kind of cool. There's a familiarity breeds contempt. So when you say that, I say that to different people. Like, for example, in Orlando the other day, I was in Orlando. I had somebody say, no kidding, that's amazing. I said that to somebody here. Oh, yeah, okay. They just don't get it. They just don't get it. So 60,000 people, the entire city of Ocala picked up, <laughs> gone, and they're in Los Angeles. Drop them in, <laughs> boom, there they are, okay? And they're homeless. Number one city in the United States for homelessness is Los Angeles. Wow, that's really something to be uh, proud of, isn't it? So with that, they need shelters, but they also have housing codes. So you have housing codes that restrict the size of housing units. Now, this is something that is absolutely insane all over the country, literally all over the country. We have code enforcement, laws, rules, and regulations written by some of the dumbest people on the face of the earth. Dumbest people oftentimes are politicians. Just remember that. Politicians, generally speaking, are people who have the ability to say anything to anyone in order to get a vote, and they have no 
moral ethics or qualms about it. There might be a couple of them out there that actually have the intestinal fortitude and the gonads to say, no, that's not what I believe in. But the ones that I've met, no. They'll say, well, yeah, but your baby is beautiful. And then they go over to somebody else and say, man, that's one ugly baby. They'll say whatever they got to say to get things out. You know that and I know that. Now, here's the thing. If that offends you, or a buttercup and a snowflake, and there's a very low probability you will ever be a client of fixed cost financial. With that, let's take a quick 30-second break and give our little disclaimer because we're going to get and talk about some companies coming up. Connecting Dots is for educational use only. Investment performance is not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation or needs. Nothing should be construed as an individual recommendation. Due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and thus a conflict of interest should be assumed. Yeah, here we always say the same thing. Always remember that everything I say about any company is a conflict of interest because of the extensive holdings that I have and all of our clients, what we do. You know, it, it, you see these people say, well, you know, we do have a position in this company or we have, oh, we don't have a position. Hey, you know what? The regulators are really in to making sure that everybody knows there's always uh, possible conflicts of interest, yada, yada, yada. So here's what we're going to do. Guess what? Just simply go forward. I think that we offer here at Fixed Cost Financial the absolute, utter, most fiduciary-based investment advisory services ever created. Okay? That's my opinion. You never pay more because you have more. Fixed cost management and a fixed pricing for advice. Okay? I think that's amazing. But assume that every single thing we say is a conflict of interest. See? So that's fine. And if there's a regular doesn't like that, up yours because I don't know how much more you want to to do. So let's go back to New York, or rather to Los Angeles. Here's the thing. You want to know why you have so much homelessness out there? It's the mindset. It's the drugs. It's the alcohol. On top of that, you got people who have really low, low IQ. It's one of the problems I've always said. You, know, you can make all the jokes about Donald Trump you want. But when he said they're not bringing their best, I, no kidding. Now, here's the thing. Our nation has had a long history of immigration laws, rules, and regulations where we sapped out the brain power of people from all across the world. Now, that was a good thing. During World War II, we brought lots of Germans and Jews and Poles and all sorts of different people from Ukraine and Russians and oh, the Brits and the French. A lot of people came here. You know what they were? They were some of the brightest people. There's a reason why we've done pretty good here in our country. There's a reason why the melting pot did pretty good because it was a melting pot of people that actually had a brain or two. And if you're bringing in some of the ding-dongs in the world whose first reaction is to, well, I need to get high, or people who say, well, I need my booze. And then you got people who, well, I think the government owes me a check. I don't want to work. We're not bringing the brightest and the best in. So the bottom line is these people tend to gaggle together. Why? Why do they gaggle together? because they're not that bright. They're not that bright because they have to work in a group just to survive. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not here saying that everybody should be an independent contractor and do their own thing and that rugged entrepreneurial individualism, go west, young man, by yourself. Do the Lewis and Clark and hopefully you'll come back. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who get together voluntarily, who network. Boy, I tell you, most of you people out there, I'm going to tell you right now that I've met, you people don't know how to network and you don't know how to take it to the next level. That's, (laughs) you really want to do that, you got to get a hold of me. Hey, listen, how do you get a hold of us? I'll tell you how to do that. 
You call 212-433-2525. That's 212-433-2525. And if you're a BS artist, don't call. If you got something legitimate, I want to hear from you. But the bottom line is the ding-dongs in the world, hey, Bob, we're not, we need to get some food. So they, they gaggle together, okay? That's the key thing. Dumb people gaggle together. The drunks, the winos. I mean, it, it's just, it happens. How many times you see all these, watch live PD and see how many times all these people are together. So it's a mindset. They're low IQ. And what we're doing here in the world is we are empowering dumb people to do, to make decisions that really should be restricted to those of us who actually know what we're doing. Have Listen, if you're pretty smart, be thankful. Don't be smug about it, okay? If it wasn't for bad luck, some of these people would have no luck whatsoever. But in World War II, when they said you can't go any faster than the slowest ship, I got news for you. That may be in war, but that's not in business. If we keep going as fast as the slowest ship, the whole world's going to pass us by. And guess what? Like George Carlin might say, hey, that's actually starting to happen. You know, we're the back ship. You can't do that, folks. See, here at Connecting Dots, here at Fixed Cost Financial, what we talk about is tough love. We call it blunt, it's factual. And when we actually started doing this, we were, some of the people said, man, maybe we shouldn't be so tough on people. Well, here's the thing. Our clients, on the average and home for the most part, whether it's a retiree in her 80s or 90s in Oak Run on, in the villages or on top of the world or, or someplace, uh, someplace down Sun City Center for for example, whether it's a businessman, whether a police officer, whether it's you know, whoever you are, there's one consistent thing that we have figured out with our clients. One, they know how to use technology. Number two, they're realists. And number three, they don't have thin skin where every single word bothers them. I'm not dealing with people like that anymore. People that are just, oh, like for example, years and years ago, I used the word retard to explain something legitimately. The word retard is a legitimate name. This former Tampa police officer on Facebook lost her mind. And this woman's still carries a gun because she's a reserve. Oh my God, it should take, should have Baker acted that woman. One of these days, I'll, well, she'll get hers as she one day goes. So here's the thing. Let's go back to Los Angeles. You So you got, the, you got it, okay? Meaningless words. Meaningless words, okay? For example, calling yourself a fiduciary when you charge a commission. That's complete crapola, okay? I get so disgusted with that, I can't see straight. Here's a meaningless word. We're going to have outreach. O-U-T-R-E-A-C-H. Oh, our outreach program. What does that mean? I mean, I know how to reach my arm and touch the, the, the doorknob, I'm going to reach and get a cup of coffee right now. And I need more coffee. So I know how to do outreach. What does outreach mean? It's a meaningless word for all the people who are in the social work. What does it mean? Oh, we're going to have affordable housing. What does that mean? What's affordable? You know, there's qualitative and quantitative. These are qualitative words. These are feel-good words. But when it comes down to actually measuring something, how do you measure outreach? How do you measure affordability? Oh, we're going to be supportive of those who don't have homes. What does supportive mean? What does that mean? What is the baseline? Well, I'll tell you what it is. The average rent in San Francisco is $3,000 a month. The average rent in Los Angeles is $1,900. Now, you might say, so you say, well, that's not that bad. I mean, if you're over in, uh, let's say, the West Shore area of Tampa, or you're down in uh, the Gandhi area along uh, the uh, by the bridge, you're in, let's say, the uh, downtown area, Hyde, uh, Hyde Park, uh, Davis Island, uh, or oh, even Harbor Island, you know that uh, you know, a three-bedroom, two-bedroom is going to get you, you know, well, anywhere from three to four thousand dollars a month. So you say, well, that's not that bad. Yeah, but that's the average, folks. The average apartment. You got apartments all over the place in Tampa that are a thousand, twelve hundred dollars. But this is average. Or Los Angeles is nineteen hundred dollars. I mean, that's average. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They want to create millionaire and billionaire taxes. I got no problem. We got a lot of people that are billionaires who have made a lot of money who are not carrying their fair share because of these crazy laws, rules, and regulations. Now, one day soon, I'm going to be doing a podcast. We're going to talk about how charitable trust 
trusts and foundations are the worst thing ever in this nation. Now, all of you who, especially those of you who are religious, go, oh, I can't believe that you said re- charitable foundations are terrible. Oh, you immediately go to your God, you go to your, your prince, you go to your minister, you go to your faith, and oh, I'm just a terrible devil man. No, no. You have to understand that the laws, rules, and regulations for charitable remainder trusts, foundations, and all of that are being used by people who are billionaires to screw you out of taxes to get around the way the ongoing normal flow of money from one generation to another should take place. It creates these these massive lobbying pools that it restricts people. I go on for hours on this stuff. One day we'll do that. So Governor Gavin Newsom, he's a Democrat, he has proposed about $650 million for a block, B-L-O-C-K, block grant. Plus another $355 million for other programs. That's the, that's the, you know, that's the payoff for homeless people. Because remember, see, the, we're actually going to try to spend $650 million, but then we're going to grease the wheels of $355 million for outreach and affordable and supportive things, whatever those words mean, okay? Well, it ain't going to work. I did the numbers. I did the numbers. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is what you need in Los Angeles. This is what you need to solve just the homeless problem in Los Angeles. So let's go through the mathematical formula on it. Mathematical formula is this. If I have $1 billion, okay, $1 billion, and I will tell you that I have worked these numbers very methodically. If you want to be able to withdraw money and have about a 98.5% chance of never running out of money. Now remember, some people have bad timing and bad luck. The number is 3.82%. That's 3.82%. So if you draw 3.82% out every year from $1 billion, you have $38,200,000. Hey, let's count to do that again. And if you're taking notes, go ahead and take notes. This, These actual numbers, I might put them in the uh, podcast. It might be also, yeah, I'll put them in the, the notes section. So 1 billion, 3.82%, that yields at nets $38,200,000. Now, if the average rental for an apartment is $1,900 times 12, that's $22,800. Okay. Now we do the math on this. What we're going to do is we now have the ability to have 1,675 apartments units. Okay? If you take 22,800, you divide that into the 38,200,000. We have six pretty good numbers, 1,675. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to put four people in an apartment. I think that's reasonable, right? Two bedrooms, a shared bedroom, two, two, kind of like a prison cell, right? That's 6,701 people. But they have 60,000 people who are homeless. We only took care of 10% of the homeless problem with a billion dollars. So the amount of money it's going to take to solve the homeless problem in Los Angeles is $10 billion. Now, someone's going to say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Now, here's why it does make sense. Our country has continually made promises and written checks that are worthless. It's a Ponzi scheme. Social Security is a Ponzi scheme. Many of your state pensions are a Ponzi scheme. Years ago, 30 years ago, I used to tell police officers in Tampa and all over the green earth, because I worked a lot of police officers years ago on their finances. They say, guys, just so you know, you are living dependent upon that check from your pension. And a lot of these pensions are so underfunded, it's just a hope and a prayer. And hopefully you die before the pension goes belly up. If you think I'm not telling you the truth, go to Flint, Michigan, go to Detroit, ask some of the guys and gals there. Go back to the 1970s when uh, John Lindsay was mayor of New York. What happened to the deferred comp to NYPD officers? How many officers got laid off? Oh no, but we got a great pension, Paul. That's why we uh, we just, we're, we're all in. Yeah, you're all in. You're all in to dumb. You got 
to save some money on your own. Oh, well, we have deferred compensation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to learn to manage your own money, guys. Say it, no matter who you are. So Los Angeles, it's a $10 billion problem because if you're going to do it right, you want to make sure you have enough money to take care of the problem today, tomorrow, and the many tomorrows ahead. So the bottom line is it's, it's, it's a political issue for 2020. I challenge everybody in the city of Los Angeles. I hope some of you guys start listening to this podcast. If you are in, if you know anyone, here's a challenge. Here we go. Here's a challenge. You know, anyone in the Los Angeles area, anyone in the Los Angeles area, this is what I want you to do. Tell them to listen to this podcast and listen to the first segment. It's a $10 billion problem, 60,000 people living in Los Angeles. And I would be happy to go toe-to-toe and nose-nose with anybody any time of day on this subject. You guys got a serious problem. Connecting Dots is brought to you by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. It's better because it's simple and works. Break the mold. Be different. Now remember, if you have anything you want to opine, comment, idea, tip, or trick, call 888-629-7864, 888-629-7864. For some of those of you who I met last night, remember I said, if you have something you want to promote, an idea, a thought, a comment that others would be a find of interest, what do you do? Call 888-629-7864. That's 888-629-7864. And remember, that at the end of this broadcast... If you are listening to dots.fm, dots.fm, what is it? D-O-T-S, dots.fm. You'll have the bonus feature. We're going to talk about New York City bicycles, electric bicycles, and a couple other things involving housing. It's going to be a really cool item. Now, I've got a thing. Why does everybody want to leave their job? You know, we have this periodically. I've got some people here. We have had zero, literally zero turnover for about uh, seven years. Not a single person has left our employment. We have some great people, really nice, good stability. And so I was reading an article the other day and it said, uh, well, you know, what do people really want? Now, here's what I'm going to do. Let me tell you ahead of time. For all of those who are complaining about younger folks, I know they call them millennials and Gen X, all these different. I can't stand it. I just can't stand these generational terms because it doesn't make any difference. Okay? Here's the way it works. If you're under 20, 20 to 40, 40 to 60, 60, 80, over to 80, that's, those are the break points. So, you know, the bottom line is we have so many people that just simply bitch and complain about generations, but they do it in the wrong way. Okay? It's like mixing percentages and dollar amounts. And news for you, those of you who are in your 20s and 30s, you don't have it any different than anybody else in the past. Okay, so you got college debt and you say the jobs aren't as good as they were. And uh, housing is expensive. Really? So back in my day, we had to push our cars because we were in gas lines because we had during the uh, late in the Nixon administration and into the Ford and Carter administration, we had oil embargoes. You now the, the Arab states, OPEC, you know what OPEC is? I'm not being mean to you. They're all product- producing economic states. You, you know who they are? They shut us off. Do you know what the uh, salt mines are, the salt domes that we have and the strategic oil reserve and how different pres- 
presidents have used that in order to win re-election and to get votes out. Oh, because when gas prices are down, everybody's happy and they'll vote for the uh, for re-election. You know, you probably figure Trump's going to wind up doing it as well. There's different. Th- look, listen, here's the thing, guys. Every generation faces the same issues. In 79, 80, and 81, we had hyperinflation. I remember having a money market account that made 21.5%. My first home, I think the 30-year mortgage was 13.5 or 14.5%. I, I bought a house at $50,000. I sold it back in the uh, very early 1980s. And then I bought a house, I think, for what was three or four, five hundred thousand dollars in like eight, 84, 85, whenever it was. And I think it was like 84, 85. So I went from 50 to like $350,000, got a mortgage. It's the same damn payment. So I don't want to hear about, oh, this is terrible. It's the same thing with older people complaining about younger people. Oh, they just don't want to work. No, times change. Different things are, you know, different things. There are different flavors, different moods. So one of the things, though, I found that people say, I want unlimited time off. Here's the question. Who the hell did this survey? Who thinks that they can have unlimited time off? I don't buy it. See, one of the things, words have meaning. You have very specific meanings. Probably what people were thinking, they want to have some flexible time off. I can tell you that I do that here. And I, if, if somebody is abusive, well, then they, they got to go. Haven't had that problem in seven years. But unlimited time off? Are you kidding me? You want a four-day work week. I used to love my four-day work weeks. Years ago, I used to love it. But I got news for you. That mindset went away real quick. You see, I'm Paul Truesdell, and I'm a lifestyle business where business is a lifestyle. So if your name is John Smith, hey, guess what? You're John Smith, and you're a lifestyle business where business is a lifestyle. That's all there is to it. And here's some weird things. They want company paid vision insurance. What the hell? Then buy a pair of glasses, get contacts. Yeah, they're not cheap. I get it. But you do realize that when you have insurance, somebody's paying for someone else to pay, and you have all this administrative expenses, and the only person that's going to suffer is at the bottom of the barrel, and that's the worker. You realize that, right? So you're better off getting cash. You really are. And saving your cash. And this just happened. If you have bad vision, guess what? That's your lot in life. That's it. So why should we have vision insurance for everybody that doesn't really need it to help subsidize those who are simply too lazy to save money to take care of themselves? I'm dead serious on that. A company paid dental insurance. Okay, I get that. But if you got a good dentist who is not screwing your over, you over with all these uh, different, oh, well, you, you're biting your teeth at night. We got to put this appliance on you. Oh, we got to hook you up with this respirator thing at night and blah, blah, blah. If you simply floss and brush and you take care of your teeth and go in for a cleaning every once in a while, it's not that tough, okay? One of the things, stop eating so much sugar. Stop drinking so much soft drink. Stop stop eating stupid food. Stop putting things in your mouth that cause your teeth to rot in the first place. Company paid medical insurance. Okay, I get that one. I complain about medical insurance. The cost of medicine, cost of healthcare in this country is crazy. What's the root problem? Root problem is we have too many deadbeats on the medical system and we all have to pay. Instead of having company paid medical insurance, why don't you try to get your your, uh, your lawyer to work a deal with other employers to create like a co-op uh, practice where you actually hire a doctor so it's just a general practitioner. So most of the, the stupid things that you know we need help with, they, they can handle. My God, there, there are so many creative things out there, but the problem is you have Congress filled of idiots. We don't have any creativity. I used to have company doctors years ago. Oh, well, liability. Well, maybe we're suing too many damn people who are trying to do the right thing, but guess what? Sometimes people die. Oh, the baby was born, stillborn. Sue the doctor. No, when the baby was in the mama, somehow or another, the umbilical cord got wrapped around the kid's neck and it died. Sometimes that happens. Oh, but that's my baby. Yeah, I know. Your baby, my baby. It sucks. Buttercup, get over it. You got the bat. You you drew the low hand. You lost. Somebody else had the royal flush. You didn't get it. Okay. You didn't birth a nine 
Einstein. And if you did, unfortunately, we lost that opportunity. It's dead. I'm sorry. You got to knock it off. So you have these things like, I want un- I want medical insurance. Well, you know what you should want? How about getting a paid membership to a gym? But here's the thing. Very few people use it. We It's like financial literacy. We can preach and complain and talk all we want. Oh, we got to have financial literacy. We got to teach people. No, you make it available. People are going to get it on their own. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to learn it on their own. You don't teach financial literacy to children when they're really young. I'm talking three, four, piggy banks. We've talked about this before. It ain't going to happen. For those of you who are doing pretty well in, in, in the world, something happened years ago. Mommy and daddy did it right. You just naturally gravitated towards it. For those of you who ah, just can't seem to get my shit together, it's because mommy and daddy, more than likely 90%, screwed you over. They didn't bother actually doing the things that needed to be done with you. They well, just kind of went through life and just kind of, you know, everything was all fine and dandy, but they were more interested in... <laughs> playing with you rather than, uh, and placating you rather than teaching you. So here's some things that, uh, again, going back to the doctor's office, let me finish that up. Most people would rather sit around a doctor's office, wait to get fixed, rather than go to a gym and fix themselves. Think about that. Most people... It seems like would rather go to a doctor's office. That's the high priority rather than going to a gym and fixing yourself. Okay? Strength, endurance, and flexibility with natural nutrition, hydration, and everything in moderation. Hey, real simple principle here at Fixed Cost Financial. Now, here are some less common benefits. Okay, And these are things that we promote here at our firm all day long. We have an unlimited kitchen. That's right. There's always steaks. There's always burgers. There's chicken. There's lobster. There's there's crab. There's every possible fruit and vegetable. Very few candies. I think we have a candy uh, dish up front for uh, guests that come in. But uh, what you want it, you got it. You want monster drinks, you got it. We don't do soft drinks. But anything else, you you got it. You, you make, it, make, a, make a meal and take it home to your family. We don't care. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snacks. You know what? It builds good camaraderie. It's not that expensive. It's a perk. And if we have an employee that doesn't like it, doesn't appreciate it, well, up yours. Flexible hours. As long as the work gets done, you can have flexible hours. Don't abuse it. So there are things you just got to get done. I mean, sometimes there are just some things in life during the day you just got to get done. And then on top of that, I think the big thing you can offer at a work, any kind of a work environment, is a culture of growth, culture of learning. Being relaxed but steady. Steady Eddie. Just keep on plugging along there. It's a culture of growth. Okay? And the philosophy here is you're a lifestyle business. We're Business is a lifestyle. So the surveys that are out there that are now making the rounds around the internet, that unlimited time off, four-day work week, company-paid vision, company-paid dental, company-paid medical. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like somebody did a survey, ready for this, did a survey where they were very methodically interviewing people who were selected because they wanted a very particular result. And it's that time of the year where everybody goes on vacation. And one of the things I just want to finish up with this on is this. Here's a couple of ideas. Before you go on vacation, tie up all your loose ends. Really sit down and methodically think about it. Think about not just what you have to do, but how it's going to impact other people. So you got deadlines and joint projects that uh, you are responsible for. You need to delegate. And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you say, I'm the lowest employee on the rank. Just you got to think it through, okay? What are you working on? What's going on? Just kind of get it together. 
And you need to tell people, family, friends, neighbors, relatives, coworkers, key clients. You need to make sure that people know what you're doing and where you're going. I think that's one of the problems in life. We kind of gotten to the point where with these computers in our phone, call, in our pockets called smartphones, people just don't take time to plan things. Now, I'll be real blunt with you. I started off this episode, I talked, told you a little bit about you know waiting on uh, the interstate, just sitting back and chilled out. Well, I looked at what was going on, but I just picked up my iPad and started reading. I actually was dictating. I, I just I had things to do. Oh, I needed to take a potty break. I could have done that. I had water. I had something to drink. I had uh, something to eat. You know, you, you'd be a little bit of preparation. The old Boy Scouts, you know, always be prepared. I'm telling you, I just don't think people do that. So tell people, you know, you have an emergency contact. What are your communication tools? And, uh, you know, for example, we've had people, for example, at the uh, at the law firm years ago, we would tell clients that we're going to be away for a while, blah, 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 handling emergencies. And you always got the idiot, jerk, mother, scratch client. Oh, I want this done. It's not a priority. Yeah, but I want it done now and you're not available. So I'm going to go someplace else. Then go someplace else, you a-hole. I've always said that attitude. You know, you get people who literally look for fights. I ain't going to look for fights. Life is too short to have clients that are obnoxious. I've always told people, if you're an obnoxious SOB, please don't come here. Go someplace else. If you're a nice person, welcome home. We do it right. So prepare yourself. Here's what you need to do. Before you go on vacation, start unwinding. Disconnect. Man, it ain't easy. Those smartphones, those tablets, horrible. You just gotta, you gotta empower yourself and others before you leave. Who's in charge, okay? And you need to begin to uncharge. You gotta start de- disconnecting. You need a real vacation. I mean, really relax. Decompress. One of the best vacations and places I like to go, I like to go to Nevis at the Four Seasons there. I mean, it's, you're, I mean, you are literally out in the middle of the ocean and there's nowhere around the internet sucks that's where you decompress you know like goodbye phone goodbye news bring a book enjoy relax go to the beach by the way the fleas are still horrible on the damn beach there but anyways it is what it is go for a nice round of golf go to the 13th hole go to the uh, par three and play with the monkeys on the 13th hole see if the the uh, burrow still keeps walking around on the 17th hole there you know then come down number 18 and that big long straightaway and see if you can hit uh, Get a get a three on a good par five. Hey, I got news for you. It's relaxing. So it's time for vacation. You need to chill out. You really, really do. That's going to be a wrap for those of us who are listening on uh, the uh, one of the public podcast uh, services like iTunes or Overcast. If you want to get a hold of us, call 888-629-7864. That's 888-629-7864. Those of you who are on Dots.fm, we're going to do our bonus section now. And for everybody else, uh, thanks for joining us. If you have an opportunity, go to Dots.fm for our bonus feature. And again, thank you so much for all of the people who are listening and enjoying this. And thank you for your comments. Really do appreciate it. It's absolutely so much fun doing this. Oh, stop talking. We're done.